0: Welcome back or welcome to an all-new episode of the 20% Podcast. This is the podcast that brings you tips and tricks for industry professionals across all industries that you could implement in your current job today. I'm your host, Tyler Meckes, and this is episode 123, which is the year-end wrap-up show. And boy, what a year 2022 has been. This year, for my wrap-up show, I actually wanted to share uh, some of the lessons that I learned uh, across um, a number of areas of my life. Today's episode... I'm going to be talking about five lessons that I learned from podcasting, five that I learned professionally, as well as five personal lessons as well that I've learned over the course of the year. Now, number 1, this has been a massive massive year of growth. You know, you think about it, I went from from episode 72 of the 20% podcast to 123. Now, I also uh, started another series here as well. So, it it was even more than 50 episodes. It, I think it ended up being 65 or 70 shows over the course of this year. Um just amazing lessons that I learned from uh, from podcasting, and ultimately how it really turns uh, me into a better seller as well. You know, podcasting to me is just all about discovery. You know, you're you're going in and you're asking a question to somebody, and then you're getting a, a, a level deeper, a level deeper, and then then you start having some of your guests or your prospects saying, "Well, nobody really asked me that question before," or "That was a good thought." It's really interesting to hear about that. So. That wasn't even one of my uh, my main lessons that, that I, I had from the five, but just had to to say that at the top of the episode. I think it was really important that um, the skills that you develop in any area of your life are going transferable to be transferable to the other areas. So no matter what you're doing, you know it, it's so important to really focus in and dive deep and really use those same skills or really hone your skills, I should say, to better your career and, and you'll be able to transfer them into other areas as well. All right, five podcast lessons that I learned this year. Starting at number five, it was it was really starting the coffee chat series of the show as I, I briefly alluded to a few moments ago. What I did here as well, I ran a little pilot of every single week. I had on uh, for 10 weeks um, that I started a little commitment to myself of I'm gonna run 10 weeks and see how this goes. Interviewing uh, folks called coffee chats, talking to people that are my peers. So I talked to a, a number of other folks while I was at Dooley. Um, other folks uh, in business development across the industry, all areas where I was trying to really bolster uh, my network um, at the same level, you know, that individual contributor or early um, sales leader or, or just marketing leaders as well. It's really important because I think you you always look back and think to yourself, like, it's really important to get a mentor or somebody, oh, I want to get uh, get close with this VP or somebody else to learn. Well, we don't always build the relationships with our peers as well, but it's really important to be able to do is grow together. And I, I think it's really important And some of the, the best relationships that I built over the course of the year uh, were some of my peers across the industry. So I can ask them, Hey, how do you do this? Or how do you go about that? And that has been invaluable um, to all of those folks. Number four, this one is from my episode with Jen Allen and overall Jen started, uh, she created the chief evangelist role at challenger. She really taught me the importance and the power of being an evangelist. And more importantly, what evangelism is, is it's just elevating the problem um, that you solve and really trying to put that onto a pedestal. And it's not about selling your product. It's more about um, driving more of the demand and some of the need around what you're doing. So uh, I also am a true believer that I think more companies would benefit from their companies having reps who focus more of an evangelist type role um, while they're selling. I think there's some uh, personal brand uh, components into that and really um, getting out there and and trying to um, share for your company. So here's a clip from that conversation with Jen.
1: Uh, The example or the, the definition I got came from, I think, I hope I don't butcher his name, Dan Steinman from Gainsight. He was sort of the original evangelist for customer success. I was reading an interview and listening to a podcast he did. And he talked about evangelism as if you think about marketing is um, promoting your solutions for your company, evangelism is promoting the unique perspective your company offers on the problem you solve, right? So I'm not out there saying, hey, this is why Challenger has the best training in the world. I'm out there teaching people, here are things that we are assuming are driving success or failure in sales. And here are things we've learned that actually conflict with that. And the thing that was so exciting to me is I didn't even know it existed. Like I thought of evangelism as, you know, something that's connected with churches. And then when I read that podcast, it like, it really just, or listen to that podcast, it clicked for me. Cause I said, that's the stuff I get excited about. It's the early stage stuff. Like once you've already convinced someone on the problem and then you're selling them the solution. Yeah. There's thrill in winning it, but I'm far more passionate about getting someone to change their perspective about how they solve the problem. And it just seemed like the perfect fit.
0: Number three is with Anthony Natoli. One of the major lessons about uh, that Ant that taught me on this one was really just stepping out and, and sharing his story, right? In this conversation, uh, he really had to come in and, and show a massive level of vulnerability and sharing about really all the struggles that he faced in the past from, from gambling, which led him to being overweight and just having his life spiral down. But ultimately what he did is he shared his story of what happened, how he overcame it, and how he's using that mindset in sales right now.
2: Let's hear from Anthony right now. Wasn't doing things for myself. I stopped working out um, and I got myself into a hole with money and debt and I gained a bunch of weight um, between, you know, the ages of 24 and, and really like 27, those three years, I was like going down a path that was like just digging a hole and digging a hole and digging a hole. And I think for me, there was a, um, there was a specific day and time. I remember it like it was yesterday um, where I was home. We were in a, we were at a mid-year for demand base. I was uh, in AE. We did it in New York city. I live in, my parents live in New Jersey. I was home. It was hot. My clothes just, my clothes just didn't fit anymore. And I was uncomfortable and so insecure. And I just like broke down in my parents' kitchen. I was just like, I'm in a lot of trouble with money. I'm super overweight and I just can't live or think like this anymore. And it was real. And I wouldn't put that, what the thoughts were going on in my head on my worst enemy. Um, and it was a lot for a 26 year old to process. Like I'm young. I didn't know like what was going on. I was scared. And so um, you know, it was a common, it was a typical like I want to change, but I'm not ready. So like I continued down that path a little bit, and then I think you know December 2019, um, I really decided to kind of put down my shovel. That was the it was the December after that summer, so it was a few months after I decided to put down my shovel, stop digging, and really start down a path of you know going to therapy, um, starting to manage my money better, get, try to figure out a plan to get myself out of debt, and then. Uh, 2020 comes pandemic hits. I, I truly believe like there's obviously a ton of bad that came out of the pandemic, but it allowed me to leave San Francisco, which I think I should have a couple of years prior to move back home with my family, which allowed me to save money, which allowed me to be closer to my mom, who's really into fitness and, and working out and develop a plan for weight loss. So um, I was like, you know what, like, just like I did with the you know getting promoted, like I'm gonna take the bulls by the horn and control what I can. I'm gonna read all the books that I need. I'm gonna to go to my therapy, I'm gonna work out even when I don't feel like it. And I started down this path of thinking and living a different life for myself. And as the days went on and i I took consistent action, then the results started to come. I started to save money. I paid off one credit card, then I paid off personal loan. and then, Boom, the other credit card's almost paid. And then three months later, I'm down 20 pounds. And I don't get there by, without building discipline, without having support system around me. And I started to like feel my brain rewiring. It was like this new person was born because up until that point for 26 years, my brain perceived things and how I should act and live a completely different way. That wasn't healthy, it was toxic. And so by going down this path of, you know, wanting to better myself and live a better life, I started to discover like who Anthony really is as a person, what excites him, where are his areas of like flaws. So like, I understood like, Hey, I'm actually a really insecure person. And a lot of what I put on is like kind of a mask and a facade doing all this stuff to please other people, to try to get validation from others and external sources of happiness and chasing money and, and chasing materialistic things. I realized like that stuff doesn't really ever make you happy or fulfill fulfilled. You always want more. And so, uh, you know, I went down that path these last three years and, um, you know, I lost the weight. I got out of my debt. I moved into my own place, uh, New York city, I actually live in Hoboken, which is right across the river, New York city. Um, I hit president's club at, at demand base. I left demand base after three and a half years there. I love the people at demand base. I love my time at demand base. And now I'm at outreach where, um, you know, I'm 60 pounds lighter. I'm debt-free building my life in the positive. And if I look back at these three years, the reason why I'm this, you know, uh, I have these like Buddha esque type concepts about life is because like, man, I've been through some stuff and I want to share my story and give back the lessons that I've learned the hard way. Um, because going through those hard things has allowed me to be grateful for those times and for what I have now. Um, and so now I have awareness of what my, I, what I don't want my life to be like, I never want to go back there. So it allows me to stay grounded and grateful for what I have now. Um, and I feel that I've gotten myself out of this hole. It's my duty to share the mindset hacks and the mindset shifts that I had to make. Um, to get to where I got, because I think things like paying off debt, losing weight, doing well professionally, but feeling fulfilled are all things that take a lot of work. And so if I can share some of the ways that I got there, then um, you know, that's really impactful to me. So,
0: All right. Number two is from Mike Wander. And it was really all about embracing nervousness. Now, this was a really interesting conversation at a really interesting time. And I think Mike and I were able to connect really close on this one. Mike shared a little bit about how, you know, Mike, Mike was in the Marines for a number of years before uh, he went to SASTER, right? And what he did, he told me the story about how nervous he was on his way to uh, to basic training in the Marines. And he vividly told us a story about how, when he was on the bus, he was so nervous and and he had the self-doubt and he didn't know if it was right. But once he got off that bus, He was full speed ahead, full fledged ahead, and he was super successful in his time there as well. Um, That was at a point when I I was jumping in to become the first head of sales here at Lantern. And uh, I was really nervous because I was like, oh, my goodness, uh, you know, you you get that imposter syndrome. Can I do this kind of thing? But really that lesson of, hey, it's nervous, but it's going to work out and everything is going to be great. It's amazing to sit a couple months later and see really how true that was. So, Mike, thank you so much for that. You're listening to this one. Let's hear a little bit of the conversation with Mike as well. How do you embrace the nervousness? Um, I go back to this all the time, but it's just take a step back, right?
2: Where were you before?
0: Well, I wasn't happy. I was falling out of love with running because I was doing it competitively, got hurt, and just my mindset changed. Uh, I didn't know what I wanted to actually do. I wasn't in a great situation. I wanted to go make something of myself and honestly, I was doing everything for anybody besides me. And so, I I made that decision. And when I was really nervous and I was sitting on the bus, I had to literally close my eyes, take a step back and think the future for me is a blank canvas. I can either go into this situation and I can try my damnest or I can make nothing of this. I can be super scared, and I can go back to what I was doing before. I'm already here. I might as well take the next step. Got off the bus. All right, number one, my favorite podcast lesson of the entire year was on episode 100 when I interviewed my wife, Dana. Now, episode 100 was, was a very important episode, and I had to pick somebody really important in my life. There was nobody more important than having my wife on the show here as well. I thought it was really interesting for us, and I'm so glad that she was able to share a little bit more about some of our fertility struggles, some of the miscarriages, and ultimately uh, a little bit more about our story as well. Here's a clip from that conversation with my wife, Dana. Um, you know, much like a lot of people, a lot of people don't talk necessarily about some of the struggles that they have with fertility or um, infertility or even um, you know, losing, losing a child, right? So um, we were fortunate enough to get pregnant on our honeymoon, right? We brought home a souvenir. <laughs> and then tell take the story from there.
3: Um so we knew that we wanted to start a family right away. Um obviously we got pregnant on our honeymoon. Um and I found out really early on and we had we were so excited that we told family right away. Um you know you were there.
0: <laughs> yeah, I was I was yeah. there. I was part of this process. Um,
3: So we had told everyone closest to us, Um, and then when I was six weeks, I was having a lot of pain, Um, so we went to the hospital, and I just, I could clear as day remember um, them wheeling me to an ultrasound to see what was going on, and they, the nurse and the um, person transferring me were whispering and said, like, I don't even need the ultrasound. And I remember my heart sinking. We
0: were looking at each other. Yeah, like, I remember oh, looking no, at like, you,
3: that's not- You just have that
0: gut feeling of like, something isn't right here, right?
3: Yeah, so they turned me around and billed me back. And then they told me that I was no longer pregnant. And I was really
0: heartbreaking. And tell, t- tell us a little bit more about what that pain felt like ultimately and how you got through it. Cause it was, you know, for anybody who has ever gone through that, it's excruciating pain, right? Um, for her, physically, um, psychologically, for us, for our entire family. But fortunately, we had such a great system around us to help through. Tell us a little bit more about your emotions through that time and ultimately how you got through that.
3: Um, emotionally, it's depressing. It's really, really sad when you, especially when your high is so high, like expecting to have a baby and then that low is the worst. Um, and physically, anyone that's gone through it, it's extremely painful. Um, so my body had to work that stuff out and it was, it was a very painful process. Um, I just remember being at work just like rolling because my stomach hurts so bad. And you're going through this emotion that's so hard, but then you have to go for the physical pain of it that reminds you every second of what you are. So it was really hard. And because it was the very first pregnancy, I think made it really extremely hard because I had never had a successful pregnancy at that point. So I didn't then when I got pregnant again, it was I didn't know what to expect.
0: Right. Right. And fortunately, it was just what one month later that we were fortunate enough to get pregnant again. So that was, I mean through a fertility doctor. All right. Those were my five lessons from my podcasting. Here's my five professional lessons. Number one, the big lesson was that I can do it. Right. Started the gear as the uh, first account manager at Dooley and ultimately was tasked with building out the account management function there. And that was at the point where I also learned uh, all about net revenue retention. The big thing that I learned at Dooley though was that I can do it. It gave me the confidence to know that I could build from the ground up and ultimately could go and take this next step and to become the head of sales here um, as the first GTM hire at Lantern. Even though I haven't done it before, I could do it was the big lesson of the year. number two was giving employees the creative freedom to do their job. The one thing that I the one major lesson I learned from uh, my boss Michelle Peach was she said to me, You have a very long leash. Now that's so important because it's she gave me the freedom and the ability to go and do my job, and I was able to bring her um, solutions to problems, ask her feedback, but she ultimately gave me that creative freedom to get the job done. and it served me really well, and it was one of the biggest professional lessons, uh, one of the biggest leadership lessons that I've ever learned. It's something that uh, I'm going to bring to my teams here at Lantern as well. Number three, feedback is crucial. In business, when you're talking to customers, it's so important to take that feedback and learn. If you if you had a big win for your company, learn how did you do that so it could be repeatable. If you lost, learn what you could have done better. It's so important to get, get freedom. Uh, to get feedback from these customers in these conversations. It's ultimately really important to get feedback from your bosses as well. You want to make sure that you're on the same page with your boss and making sure that you're doing exactly what needs to get done. Making sure that that feedback all comes with constant communication and constant feedback. And that's something that I'm so fortunate to to do really well here uh, with David Bromberg at Lantern. Number four was get out of your comfort zone and get out of there fast. Now everybody gets that little uneasy feeling but that means you're in the right space and that's actually growth happening. So it's so important to just take a big step back, take a deep breath and understand I can do this and I will do this. Number 5 is focus on the outputs and the outcomes will happen. If you could look at yourself at the end of the at the end of the day and know that you gave 100% effort, there's nothing else that you could have done. So walk away, lay down and go go relax for the rest of the night knowing you did every single thing that you could. All right, those were my five professional lessons of the year. Here are my five personal lessons to wrap up the year here as well. Number one is prioritize the priorities in your life. Now, one of the big priorities that I have is my wife and my children, as we have two kids under three right now. Now, one of the big things that I I have as a father is understanding that the kids are not going to be little forever. And some days it's so easy to get worked up over, you know, what's going on with work or just any of the other day stresses that we have. So important, though to really take a step back, take a deep breath, and don't try to get wrapped up in all of that stuff. Really take a step back and enjoy the time that you have and really focus on being present. Something that we're constantly working on day in and day out, but that was my one of my big lessons of the year and I'm, I'm better off for it as well. Number two, it's really interesting how running a household is very much like a business. Now, if you really take a step back and look at it, you need to understand your income, you need to under- and understand the expenses that you have, the savings that you have, your monthly burn rate, there's so many parallels for that as well. So the big lesson there as well is that you are building. And there's different there again, just to, to the topic of transferability of skills. There's so many lessons that you could learn in business that are going to help you in your life. And so many, so many lessons that you learn in life that will ultimately help you in business as well. So it's all about the skills that you could develop. Number three is addition by subtraction. I am constantly been somebody who wants to just do more and try to get this done and trying to fill every single minute of the day with being productive. Or facing the fact that I, you know, feeling bad that I wasn't as productive as as I could have potentially been. I I am learning more and more, though, that when I actually slow down and relax, I get more done and I'm more successful as a result. So, big in 2023, you know, 2022, I learned this lesson. In 2023, I'm going to have an even bigger focus on taking a step back and relaxing as well. Number four is do what you could do. There's always going to be a to do list, there's always going to be more things to get done. To my previous point, It's okay to sit down and relax, binge Netflix, relax with your wife, relax with your significant other. You don't have to be productive all the time. And when you start to focus on that, you're going to be more successful, you're going to get more rested, and then you ultimately have more outcomes as well. Number five is just an accumulation of every single other thing that I mentioned. It's just really taking a a moment to enjoy every single moment that you have, right? Slow down, take a deep breath, and really focus on the people around you. really practice gratitude and, and, and empathy and really just be appreciative for every single thing that you have in life. Now unfortunately I'm you know I'm uh, recording this one uh, Christmas Eve so I'm super excited for uh you know all of the blessings that everybody is able to um, you know face throughout this holiday season, uh, whatever holidays that you are um, you know are celebrating. Uh, I wish you all um, the best year in 2022. Everything is on the upside in 2023. Um and again I want to say thank you so much from the bottom of my heart for um listening in and really um here <laughs> really on this journey with me. Um, it, it's been an amazing year of growth looking back between all of these episodes. Um really just tried to sh- to share the lessons as I do as I, as I learn them. So uh, thank you so much. This has been a, a really great ride and looking forward to a happy and prosperous 2023. Thank you so much everyone. Thank you so much for listening to today's episode. And if you enjoyed the show, it would mean the absolute world if you went to Apple and rated and reviewed the show for me as well, is this is a fantastic way to help grow the show and help to bring in fantastic guests and even more listeners to our tribe. So stay tuned for next episode and have a fantastic rest of your